It's your boy, Kent Montagna. You're listening to Crime Watchers. It's an unauthorized, uncensored recap podcast for the biggest television show of the 2000s, also known as Crime Stoppers Miami. What was it known as in the first place? I don't know. You can figure it out. I'm here with my uh, co-lead, co-creator, co-star, co-life partner, uh, my partner in crime and my partner in rhyme, and her name is... Piper Beckett. I honestly, if it were me doing this intro off the top of the dome, I would have said my partner in crime and my partner in stopping crime. Uh, but that's me. I'm Piper Beckett. I'm a different person from Kent Montana, and that's what makes us both so great. We wrote, directed, produced, and starred in this very show that we're here to revisit today. And you should have said partner in shopping crime because that leopard print halter top is not working for you, Piper. <laughs> that is rude. It's um it's it's uh it's um and is that made out of real what's funny is it lo- is that made yes, out of it's real made out leopard? Of real leopard. Made out of real leopard. So it's more of a statement than it is a fashion thing. It's not supposed to look good. It's supposed to look scary. And well, and it is scary. You left the tail on and it is in the front. I also left the tag on so you can see just how much it cost. Yes, that tag. It looks like it says, um, looks like it's, uh, oh, I see. You're referring to the price tag. Yes, $35,000. Because it also has a, um, it also has a uh, wildlife tag from what appears to be a uh, Kenyan wilderness preserve. It looks like it says the um, RB22 must be the number of the leopard, the animal's identity, and uh, it's got a little QR code on there. Is that how they track those with a QR code? Yeah, I think so. It goes straight to the app. And crime doesn't stop itself. Crime doesn't watch itself either. That's where Kent and I come in. You know, I never scan a QR code, Piper, because I'm always worried it might take me to a a video on YouTube for Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up. I never scan a QR code on my phone because I can't read that small. I need to print it out in really big type. Uh... QR, QR has stood for a lot of things. Um, back in the day, it stood for, uh, for me, it stood for um, Quaalude Regular. That's what I was when we were making this <laughs> that show. That is true. Back in the early 2000s. Uh, this, this, this episode that we're going to be discussing today of Crime Stoppers Miami, it aired uh, on October 30th, 2003. But uh, before that, I'm pretty hazy before the last couple episodes uh, as to when the first bit of this show aired. I mean, we were heavy into the ludes. We were heavy into the hashish. We were... Going to uh, opium dens. Hoka lounges every night. Those hoka lounges that they had in Toronto. Hoka lounges? The hoka lounges that they had in Toronto when we were filming. Uh, Where they had the all the running shoes. <laughs> They, you would. What would happen is you would go in and you could try on any pair of running shoes you wanted, and, and they would could, see your gait in each shoe and sort of correct your gait. It's it kind of kind of what? these treadmills. You'd run so yeah. fast. Uh, you run so fast, you get a runner's high. Yeah. And so Piper and I, we both we also basically went to hookah lounges. Filmed, uh, yeah, hookah, hookah lounges. We also went to those. Um, and I, and I don't remember any of it. You know, I was. I don't remember a, a damn thing. I, I was, was so in a fucked hoka up on hookah. Haze. 
I was hook. I was in a hookah haze. I was hooked on hookah. I was listening to Baby Boy by Beyonce featuring Sean Paul. I was crazy about quaaludes. That was still at the top of the charts on October 30th, 2003. (laughs) These quaaludes are making me crazy. Oh my God, my dog just barked. And my feet are bothering me too because, as you know, uh, I have been uh, recording this on uh, on a treadmill, wearing my hokas, just like I did back in the day. But I I don't have anyone up here to correct my gait. I'm living in one of the onset houses, so both of my dogs are barking. Um, they're pronating uh, really badly right now, and it looks like they're prolapsing. So well, the I could, skeleton I, of your foot is falling out of the skin of your foot. I could say the same thing for your... Uh, your <laughs> My your... titties and that halter top. Exactly. <laughs> Baby Boy by Beyonce featuring Sean Paul was still at the top of the charts on October 30th, 2003. What else was happening in the culture? What are some of the headlines? Sure. Bethany Hamilton, age 13, had her arm bitten off by a shark while surfing in Hawaii. Top of the box office. The Born Identity starring Matt Damon. Second at the box office, The Unborn Identity, starring Matt Demon. Very, very, very scary. Uh, anti-abortion propaganda from the religious right. Scientists at uh, the Large Hadron Collider gave the world's first fully functional bionic arm to Bethany Hamilton, age 13, who had had her arm bitten off by a shark while surfing in Hawaii. Um, what else did we have going? Do we have anything, any information on a uh, Broadway? What was, what was the top of the pops in Broadway? Uh, I imagine that Phantom of the Opera was running. Yeah. Uh, Phantom, of the, Phantom Opera, of the Opera still was probably running. running. I would be willing to guess Rent was on Broadway at that time. Maybe that was a little bit later. I could be wrong. Um, Phantom of the Opera was like I, longest running show for some time. So I think that's really safe to say. I believe Hairspray was also out on Broadway at that time. Lion King well, may have been making waves as well. And let me just cover some of those really uh, quickly. Uh, Rent. Uh, I Rent I never saw because it reminds me of the thing that um, people are often, uh, uh, that scum, that scum are often trying not to pay me. Um, <laughs> Hairspray for me would have been in at the time in a big way uh frosted tips anyone who's seen crime stoppers miami would see that i was always wearing my frosted tips sprayed very nicely and lion wearing uh, your frosted tips and lion king is what they would often call me on set um because i would take um because i would take cat naps in between takes and when they asked me what I was doing. I would say not sleeping. And so I was known as the King of Lion uh, because I never told the truth. And the last headline that we and you have- remember, you remember when the New York Post started calling you that after all that stuff that happened, we knew that there had been a leak from the writer's room because there was no way both the New York Post and the entire writer, entire's writer's room was calling you the Lion King without Peter probably leaking it to the press. And Tires was a show that ran before ours. So the entire writer's room, there were all these guys, they would always be in the writer's room when we would come in. They worked on the show in Tires. Um, it and if wa- you don't know how this works, a writer's room, um, everybody is in the room. Yeah. 
you get about a two hour, three hour block that you're in the writer's room. Like yeah, you, you have to reserve it ahead of, you book it. You have it. to reserve it, like a conference room. You use like Microsoft Office or Teams or whatever to reserve a room. You didn't have that stuff back then. It was pen and paper. <sighs> That's right, Palm Pilot. So you rent the room for two to three hours. Everybody's in there. And then you have to give it up at the end of three hours or two yeah. hours or however mm -hmm. long you book it for. So a lot of the times when we were in the writer's room, there was a different writer's group of writers for the show and tires that were in there before us. We'd always be waiting around outside because they'd be laughing it up and, and their show was not funny. Their show, it starred, um, it's, their show was about, um, it starred uh, Reba McIntyre and, um, but she was not doing, she, it's, she was it's, not doing Reba. She wasn't doing Reba. The entire, she had dropped the, there and I can explain this and I can come up with it. Um, she has she was not doing a Scottish accent, so they dropped the Mac from the McIntyre. They were just the entire. So unlike a lot of her work where she does a Scottish accent, they dropped the Mac from her name. They just called them the Entires. It was kind of like the Andy Griffith show where you know you got Andy Griffith is the guy, but then the show is called the Andy Griffith show. But then in the show, his name is Andy Taylor or Ray Romano. You know, everybody loves Raymond. Everybody loves Raymond. But then yeah. in the show, his name is Ray Barone. Her name uh -huh. in the show was Reba and Tyre. Um, and, yeah. and Bethany Hamilton was arrested for animal cruelty after she went on a vengeance fueled shark murdering spree at SeaWorld with her uh, newly functional bionic arm. And that's what was happening in October 30th of 2003. So kind of puts you in the headspace, right? Takes you there. Takes you there a little bit. Takes you on a journey. And oh, our episode I would like to actually be taken on a journey. <laughs> yeah, I'd like, I'd like to be, be taken on a, on a journey right back to the to the actual space of when we were making this show, living large. Um, I would like money, to look like I did then. The money was flowing. The opportunities. The 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 girlies the chicas Ooh, the, 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 the 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 wieners the wangs champagne was it was ice luges every night oh, um, ice luges <laughs> skeleton mansion um, bobsled oof we were going crazy oh the Olympics were huge back then they had the Olympics <laughs> in Toronto when we were making this show most every year um, we would often attend it. And it was awesome because Piper VIP and me, boxes. Piper and me, would basically just kind of fuck our way through Olympic Village. And oh, like everybody wasn't doing that. That's all they do there. That's all they do. That's all that we did. And that's honestly, it's patriotic to do that because it helps them. Me and Piper, we had a gag where we pretended to be a um, a uh, biath uh, biathlon team. You know. Um, and we go into the Olympic Village, and we found out after a menage, menage ocho, um, that biathlon is one. It's supposed to be one guy. He does the shooting and the skiing. But we had a whole thing. and we got in a lot of trouble too for oh, pretending skis, to be biathletes because yeah. already biathletes have kind of like a sort of a race problem had where easy. people are constantly saying, no, <laughs> yeah. you actually only do one sport. Yep. You actually are only interested in one sport. You're not interested in two sports. You're a shooter so who we skis kind of got in trouble for pretending to be biathletes. Yeah. So that was a was big so good, though. thing we had to cover up. And um, 
But the quality of the show, Crime Stoppers Miami, was so good, like yeah. an episode like this one, that it would pretty much wash away all of the bad um, juju sins. that there would be in the trades. Um, so this episode was called... Our sins were forgiven. This episode was called... Trick, Trick or Dead. or Dead. Pretty clever. This was a Halloween episode. Um, back in the early 2000s we were making this it was um let's 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 kind of take us back again to the culture there yeah let's what keep talking huge, about the past what was huge the whole this whole show is about how the past is relevant to the present the present yeah um, and in the past early 2000s pieces never die they that's right good art is good art forever hibernate. they say that slasher in stuff. the early very yeah, so popular. early 2000s slasher stuff, they were people were going crazy for it. Every other movie uh, was a movie about a slasher killer. Um, you got, you know, some, you got some guy, usually it's a guy, very sexist. He's um, killing people, often women, last person alive, usually woman, very sexist. Um it's got blood. It's scary. That's pretty much sometimes what Sometimes there's it, quips. Sometimes the killer says funny stuff. Pretty much. Sometimes wh- he doesn't. What it is. We thought it would be really fun. We're such experts in this. It would be really fun to do something like that for Halloween for Crime Stoppers Miami. Yeah. So that was something interesting that we did that nobody had quite figured out or put two and two together before we were like, okay, people love slashers and people love Halloween. What if we set a slasher around Halloween, but also made it about birthdays and put it on TV and put it on TV. Um, there was a time when people were going to the movie theater a lot and the, the movies were King TV was queen and we said, let's make TV King for a day. Um, and what better place to set for a TV King to um, sit on his throne than in Miami, the horror yes. capital of America. The scariest place on earth. Yes. Orlando, pl- Florida is the happiest place on earth. Miami, Florida is the scariest place on earth. We open on a birthday party. It's a, a Publix grocery store. It's, a, it's um, your birthday party. We love you, darling, very, very, very much. So we opened basically we on... We did that last week. I know that we did that kind of bit on this show before. The We're going to a birthday party. It's your birthday party. We love you very, very, very much. Um, but that was something that we used in the show a lot as a motif. A um, or a light motif is what they would call it in... Um, oh, that's how you pronounce it? Art. Leet? Leet motif? I thought late it was motif. late motif. Late motif. Well, I kept thinking buckle fat was buccal fat all this time. So imagine my fucking embarrassment when I tell my plastic surgeon three weeks ago that I want to remove my buccal fat. And she's like, what the hell are you talking about? Do you mean buckle fat idiot? So that's what she, she talks to you that way. Yeah. I pay her lots of money to talk to me that way. We open on a birthday party. Uh, the the everybody's eating. Uh, it's funny you said what you said because at the birthday party everyone's eating bugles, which were very 
popular oh, at the putting time. them on their fingers we've like got witch hats well because we open with you know we thought let's open with a scare right yes and so we opened with this these five these ten fingers with bugles on them scritch scratching um across a uh, door uh-huh. the um automatic door at the public's grocery store which is where everyone hangs out in miami and um and uh it's kind of it's a big scare because you know like um let me in we hear this voice and then the door opens the guy inside he goes oh sorry i was um it was locked and for some reason the front door of the grocery store was locked and there's a birthday party inside of it and um so this guy is in the birthday area at the Publix um and he's got the all the party his, room the party room like every Publix, Publix has he's got all his um family there his friends friends there. and family Paint kids us a scene um there's there's it's you know how do we show the viewer that this is a birthday party there's balloons cl- hats streamers clowns we have a great moment clowns cards presents scary moment with um a clown we have this clown he's bringing out the um he's he's got a gun he's got a (laughs) the clown has a gun he's pointing it at our um birthday boy he puts it up um, against his temple yeah uh he says say how old you are or else i pull the trigger and everybody laughs. The guy says, you know, oh, I'm f- 38. And um, and then the clown goes, and you're having your party at a Publix? You're having a little, you're having your widow birthday party at a Publix? That's he, pathetic. And then he puts the gun in the guy's mouth. He pulls it. And the guy goes like, oh, ow, ow, ow. He pulls the trigger. Ow, 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 ow. Clown pulls it out. It's a lighter. It's not really a gun. And so he goes, ah, here you go, buddy. And he starts lighting all the candles on the cake. All 38 of them. All 38 candles. He's, um, they put, the guy's 38. He's turning 39. It's his birthday. He's turning 39. They put 38 candles on the cake. Um, that's That was something that people identified as a flub or a... Snub. Snub or a goof or a spoof in the TV guide when we put this episode out. The TV guide would often, I think that they had a vendetta against us, they would often publish the flubs or the snubs or the spoofs or the goose right in the episode description for our show. And we wrote them back and we said, no, this is actually accurate. We This is something they do just at Publix when you have your birthday there. They put one less the amount of candles on your cake because um, they symbolic. think it's funny and silly, and it is. Yeah, it's funny, it's silly, and it's it's metaphorical too. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter. <laughs> the metaphor <laughs> is that it doesn't matter. They um and that was their and that was their slogan. Um Publix, we don't give a shit. And that's also how we sold this show. You know, we said um you see a lot of stuff on TV where they give too much of a shit. The And we don't. You look at it, it's like, oh, everything has to be one way we said crafted within an inch of its life you know with crime stoppers miami we're gonna say hey what if it could just be like any sort of way (laughs) yeah what it could be however we wanted it to be uh and not however you think it should be the way you got it um 
So did they have Publix in Toronto, or did you guys have to build your own Publix uh, set? We Great had question. To, we had to build our own public set for filming this because obviously the whole show was filmed in Toronto for Miami. Um, we used a Tim Hortons. We got basically we got a Tim Hortons that we um, we looked into buying it. It was very expensive to buy a Tim Hortons, even to franchise one. They wanted like five hundred G's, and which we didn't um, have. We said we don't have that. We don't. That money's gonna go. If that money goes to the there, that money's not going into my pocket. If it's going into your pocket, so we don't have it. So what we did was we actually it was very fortuitous. A Tim Hortons closest one, the one actually that we had been trying to rent or buy, it burned. Um, yeah, it, burned, it was kind of crazy. Just like badly. a couple days before we needed to shoot, it kind of burned. And just on the inside, like the exterior, the stuff we needed to make it look like a Publix was kind of normal. It was pristine. But the inside was burned to a crisp. Somebody had coated the exterior of the Tim Hortons in fire retardant and gone inside the Tim Hortons and taken out all the valuable stuff that you could sell on Craigslist or whatever and then had burned it out <laughs> on the inside. Um and then they had painted it to look like a Publix inside too. So they'd taken out all the expensive stuff. They had kept the exterior pristine. On the inside, they'd wallpapered it with 2D images that looked like a Publix. Um, and we said, this is serendipitous. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is sad, but it's also really good for us. Because Tim gave it to us for a song after that. Yeah basically nothing. So that was our public setting. And this birthday party, as you can tell, was like super fun, super exciting. And there's a cake and it's got 38 candles and they're all lit. And our birthday boy goes to blow out his candles in front of his friends and family and everybody he loves. And right before this happens, something else happens. Yeah. And that uh... is... That's, and that's, that's a little what? subversion of expectations. Yeah, you think he's going to blow the candles out. He's taking, he's drawing in a big um, <gasps> breath. He's using a um, bicycle pump. He's got his mouth, his little li- birdie lips around the valve of a bicycle pump, and he's pumping air into his lungs <laughs> so that he can. <laughs> so and everybody's <laughs> laughing. They're like, oh my gosh, so funny. This big, is because you have so many candles. Big you lung old full fuck. of air. Um, <laughs> And uh, as he's doing that, um, he the he turns, he looks at the candle, he gets ready to blow, and boom, pop, knife pops out of the um, cake. It's a big cake, cake big enough to fit a man inside of it. And there and, is a man inside of it. And there is a man inside of it. Um, he pops and- out, he's wearing a mask. He's wearing, it's the year 2003, is when we made this so very big. He's wearing a George W. Bush mask. <laughs> uh-huh. um, he's wearing a G-Dub mask. He pops out and he goes, it's time to cut the cake. And he... Doesn't cut the cake. He cuts the guy. Yep. He we stabs see, him. He stabs him. He, he slashes him and stabs him and cuts him very badly. Um, deathful, deathfully. Even. Yeah, this guy's definitely dead. 
He's bleeding out everywhere. The clown is crying, trying the, to shoot, trying to shoot the killer with a, his gun, forgetting that it's just a lighter. Flick, 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 flick. The um the only thing that we haven't established any other characters really at this point, but one of them does tear off. We this guy shows up. He tears off the killer's mask right as the killer is leaving. The killer hides his face. And he runs out the uh, back, the the he escapes through the back of the Publix. And very, the mask is left behind. Very exciting cold open to this episode. Um, I remember we. I remember I was kind of feeling like, oh, you know, I was looking at the script when we were shooting. I was like, we need someone to rip off the killer's mask. We've only really got two characters we've really established here. We got the birthday boy. He's blowing his candles. We've got the clown. The clown is crying and flicking the lighter. Who's going to rip this guy's mask off? Yep. Um, so we got a guy to do it. And <laughs> yeah, we just asked a guy. We cut to commercial. commercial. And this is a commercial for uh, Redken salon quality hair products this was something that I was using at the time and really enjoying. And I thought, okay, I'll make a commercial for them. And I actually did it like it was an herbal essences commercial where I was like orgasming in the shower because the shampoo was so good. But instead of doing the fake shit that, uh, herbal essences did, I actually had one and you saw like every inch of it. Um, real. And they didn't want to air it and they paid us even not to air it. But, uh, once I got that money, I was like, well, now I have to show people. Um, and it went over poorly. This one you can still find on... Um, Anywhere. RedTube, Pornhub. RedTubeFapello.com or whatever. Um, the Mr. Skin. Um, Reddit. It was big part of the the fappening. <laughs> it was a big... <laughs> when there was the fappening and there were all those sex tapes released and everything... Um, that was one of them. There was this big push to get people to be into this one. Um, <laughs> like, like, like it you didn't know, work. Piper, you were, I remember when that happened, I was so concerned. I was like, oh God, what's Piper going to think? And then I saw that you were kind of like, I mean, you were tweeting about it nonstop, you know, oh, nobody look, nobody look at it. You know, like, here's the link to make sure you don't accidentally visit this link you know, of this, of my old sex tapes, this in the fappening. Um, 17 views to this day, <laughs> total. 17 views. They, the, the Nielsen box, when the, when this one came out, they had to, um, a bunch of, it's, this was famous incident, actually. A lot of the Nielsen boxes broke because they couldn't measure, they weren't built to <laughs> they measure. They couldn't measure so low. They measured in negative numbers. In, in, in intervals of a hundred. Yeah. And they couldn't measure that low. Negative million was yeah, how many people Neil- turned off Nielsen, their TV sets. A bunch of Nielsen boxes blew up and or melted. Um, we lost a big, they sued us into kingdom come and we ended up losing a lot of our uh, budget on, on that. And um, I still don't regret it. I liked no. the commercial and I thought it looked good and I thought I looked good. Best I've no, ever looked. 
I mean, it's a hashtag no regrets. It's this week's hashtag no regrets moment. Brought to you by Biolage Redkin hair products. Hair salon. Yeah, or that. Yeah, it was Redkin was the one that you said that this commercial was for. It's, they're kind of all the same <laughs> to me now. So we cut back into the show and finally, finally after this opening, you know, I was getting antsy. Hey, where's our heroes? You know, is what I was asking. Here's one of them. It's Cal. It's me. It's the character that I played. It's Cal, uh, last name guy. He comes into the police station and he's got a rash all over his face. I and mean, it's this- gross. It's white and red, like white and pussy and red and fussy. And I remember I had to be in uh, makeup for about 10 minutes to get that thing done. It took forever. And um, <laughs> they, um, because what they had to do was they had to, um, you know, we need, they had to make my uh, skin look nicer. <laughs> so that's a little joke. Um, <laughs> and it's so good. Cal shows up in the police station. Everybody and is looking like, <gasps> at the, the murder board. Right? But everybody's looking at Cal too, like... <gasps> The way that we know, they're looking at the murder board and then they look at Cal. We know they look at Cal, you know, we know they look at Cal like, because <gasps> they're looking at the murder board and then, <gasps> <gasps> and then some guy goes, I don't know what's worse. I don't know what's worse, the murder board <laughs> or that face. <laughs> Piper and I, we had a lot of creative arguments during the cut when we were in post for this episode about which should come first. They should be looking, which thing they should be looking at when Uh Cal comes in. Oh, should they look at Cal, go, (laughs) and then they all look at the murder board. (laughs) And Piper argued that if they did that, it would make it look like they didn't actually care about Cal coming in. And I argued that I argued the same thing. We agreed. So they asked Cal, they're like, you know, hey, what are you late for? What are you late for? And what's uh, and all he over goes, your he face? Goes, well, he goes, work. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a debate. There's a debate about whether what are you late for could mean the same thing as why are you late <laughs> There's a discussion. Everybody agrees it could, but it doesn't. Right, right. Then they say, what is that all over your face? Like Piper had had mentioned. Piper often, I found, would try to... um, You mean Abby. The show. I meant you. I meant you, Piper, you. Me. You. When we were making the show, often I would try. <laughs> We'd be in the writer's room and I would say, I think they should, I, something like, for example, I think everyone should have a debate right now about whether <laughs> the word what can mean, the, what for can mean the same thing as the word why. That's why, yeah. And Piper would often say something like, uh, why would we put that in the, she'd say something like, um, why would we put that in the show? And I would say, you mean what, you mean what for? What would we put that in the show for? Yeah, and then you would say the viewers. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so, so in funny. any case, um, 
the, I was I was really funny. All of the cops tell Cal. We would often have the cops in this show sort of just speak as a group. For my money, there were really two characters that mattered, and that was Cal and that was Abby. And then you had the chief, and you had everybody else. Everybody else. <laughs> and um and that made sense because um because of just a, because of the pay structure and everything of how we gave people dialogue in the show, uh-huh. it, it was sort of was like, well, we pay them for the word, we pay them by the word, but, but we can if reuse they, words. We can reuse words. We would have to do this thing where we'd kind of cut together a collage of different actors to get one line across. Yeah. So they tell Cal, the Halloween man is at it again. Cal's AKA like, the birthday killer. Also known as Mr. October. Cal's like, oh, 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 who? Huh? Above what? And Abby explains, she's like, every year this killer picks off people born on October 31st on Halloween. The legend says that this is his birthday too, and he's killing everyone else with that birthday so that he, the birthday killer can be the only one with the October 31st birthday. He's going around and he's going to kill everyone in the U S and everyone in Miami just so he can be the only guy with a Halloween birthday. And why do I know about it? Well, Halloween is my birthday too. So Abby says all of that. And then she goes, hey, what do you got a rash all over your face for? Yeah. Really big moment. He's, he's like, I already explained it to everybody else. And she goes, no, you didn't. Had he explained it? No, he hadn't explained it. Yeah, I had noticed that too when we were watching this. I was like, that doesn't seem true. I don't think he did. He goes, I already explained um, it to everybody else. I'm sick of talking about it. It's, it's, I feel gross enough already. I don't need you asking me any questions. And Abby's so, like, well, I have a great dermatologist. So if it's in Cal goes, shut the fuck up. And that was our one whole, fuck that we used for this episode. Right. They do a whole bit there where Abby tries to ask him again. Cal goes, shit up. She tries to talk. He goes, shut the door. Shit the front door. <laughs> shut My the dog front is taking door. a big shit. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I think I need to shut down this conversation um and that's a good play on words i think i need to shut down this conversation (laughs) Um, and so it kind of ended there um yeah and it was funny cal looks up at the murder board which is pretty much empty and he goes do you guys have any clues or are you guys just is there a single clue here for me pretty much standing around jerking each other's uh jerking each other's um dicks off and he says, you know, I think this is a, uh, he goes, hey, what did I, did I just wander into a police station or a, uh, a Jamaican works. food? What's that? Steamworks. What's that? I know that that was in the episode, but I never understood that bit of dialogue. You wrote it. Oh, yeah. So it's a place. Um, I think works. somewhere in the backstory, we've learned that Cal is from Chicago and there's a place in Chicago called Steamworks. It's a men's only bathhouse in Boys Town where guys go to jerk each other off. 
any any ass about um did I wander did I uh did I wander into a police station or is this a Jamaican food truck because I'm <laughs> seeing a lot of chickens chickens getting jerked right now. That's really good. So he says that big laugh line. It's almost an out for the scene. It seems like the scene should end on that one. Yeah, because if this we were hear- a Second City sketch show, that's where the <laughs> show would end. But of course, this is taking place in the third city, Miami, and it's being filmed in the fourth city, Toronto. And so we don't end it there. We push the envelope. We push the boundaries. We actually connect this back to the plot. Abby shows um, all that we have is this mask. She holds up a mask. It's the mask from the um, it's the mask from the opening scene that we the saw. George it's W. The, Bush mask. Yeah, it's the killer's George W. Bush mask. Abby is like everybody is plugging their noses and going, "Pu, that mask smells awful." Abby says they we got to catch this guy. Cal is like, no, no way. Yeah, he, no way. It's it's you just told me it's your birthday. This guy's killing people born on Halloween. You need to be, um, you need to be safe at home at forty two fifty one Cherry Lane where you live. You know that's the only place that you're going to be safe right now. You know you need to be at home safe at 4251 Cherry Lane tonight from 6 p.m. onwards, just like you usually are, except for on, you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays when you go out to get takeout Pork Lo Main from Wong's three blocks away from your house. You know, you got to keep your routine and keep yourself safe. Abby's, and Abby's like, okay, like, uh, no. I don't, yeah, but I'm, this is part of the job. Like, I can't just eat pork lo mein whenever I want. Sometimes there's crimes that need to get solved and I want to solve this one. This affects me. So we're going to solve it. And Cal exaggerates big sigh. (sighs) If you insist. We match cut to a commercial from Abby holding up the George W. Bush mask to a uh, to a peel a facial peel mask being put onto a, a woman's face as she a beautiful woman's rel- face beautiful woman's face um, at least her body is beautiful we know that much there's a mask on her face well, it was we actually me. can't see her facial features it was Piper yeah it was Piper <laughs> whose body as we know is perfect or on was. display often in these commercials so far we're batting two for two this episode and um she's relaxing into the shower <laughs> with her facial peel in mask um and that's pretty much the whole commercial yeah um we kind of forgot to put a <laughs> like a product we name. so if you are in a creative field, you'll totally understand this where you have sort of an idea or a vibe that you think would be really, really cool. And you kind of, you feel like, Oh, I can't really shake this feeling that I need to make this thing. And then you make it, but you don't necessarily put any of the other stuff around it to make it make sense. But sometimes that's fine. And it's still a work of art. It just doesn't have the consumer appeal 
that everybody tells you art needs to have. And it uh, does make sense ultimately because you put it in context, which is now we're telling a story. We're telling exactly. Piper, Piper washing her hair naked, having an orgasm, coming hard. Piper getting putting into the shower, putting on a facial peel mask. Now, now we're telling a story and I'm wondering what's going to happen next. And in a way, the commercials become the episode of television and the episode of television becomes the thing that I'm watching that just to get to the, that's what we're selling, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and it makes sense because we were pegging our advertisers so often, um, in torts and claims and mm-hmm. cease and desists and lawsuits just for kind of the type of stuff that we were saying about them or doing with our commercials. So we had an inverted fee structure actually for this <laughs> show often where money was going out, but it wasn't um, coming in. Yeah. And if you guys like us talking about the business of the business in this way, like let us know, hit us up with comments or like hit us up on socials or whatever, because we're always happy to talk about this with you guys. I think it's really important to be transparent about how these things go down and how you can better game the system as a creator to like make stuff work for you, even if it doesn't make any sense. And maybe sometimes even is actively bad. I mean, the accounting on this uh, show is insane. You know, I mean, it's like um, it's like the CIA trying to uh, recruit Mohammed to uh, to uh, snitch on uh, Islamic terrorists. It still hasn't managed to turn a profit. So that's a bit of wordplay there. Um, oh. <laughs> We come back to the show. They go to Party City. Profit, so, like PH. It's a bit of bit of wordplay. Now, it starts with a PR. <laughs> so um, they've got a mask. They've got this mask, and they go to Party City. Now, I'm watching this. I'm revisiting it. I'm thinking they're trying to track down this mask. Right, right? of course. Figure out who's buying it. Beautiful place where this show zags when it could zig the they go into party city there's this um pasty face guy pretty much working behind the counter you know like um played by jonah uh, hill played by jonah hill he's got a pepperoni pizza face (laughs) and he makes a joke as the moment the cow walks up with his rash all over his faith face the party city guy goes he he goes um you should see the other guy and, and Cal's like, what hold, is? What do you mean? He holds it. The guy Jonah Hill holds up a mirror for Cal to look at himself in. And Cal's like, okay, but in this, who are you talking to? Where you're telling them that I should see the other guy? Why are you telling me I should look at myself? I know what I look like. I know I look like shit. You also look like shit. Who are you talking to? We only had Jonah. And then he grabs f- Jonah Hill by the collar and starts shaking him and goes, who are you talking to? Seriously, who is this joke for? We only had Jonah to film for about 20 minutes. So he holds the mirror up in front of his face for the rest of the time. We had to get this other guy to come be body double for Jonah Hill for the party city guy. Yeah, and even he, though Jonah Hill like wasn't super famous when we shot this, he he had a really tough no, he's agent. He was a kid. He was like a kid. And yeah, tough agent. Um he was the number 12 child actor in for catalogs 
um, for mid market. Um, he was acting mid- in a lot of catalogs. Mid market, upper Midwest catalogs, uh, grocery catalog, yeah. uh, grocery frozen grocery catalogs. Jonah Hill was the number twelve child actor in mid market frozen grocery catalogs in the upper Midwest, and he was offer only. Um, and we offered him um, twenty a day minutes. on set of the best <laughs> television show set. ever. He said yes. We let him do it. He held up. We had to get another kid to play him. Held up a mirror the whole time. Is the point? Yep. So the guy after this whole thing, they kind of just let it be. It's it's kind of like you know with a dog or whatever. You show it like a different toy, and the dog is distracted enough to forget what it was going after in the first place. And then Cal is kind of calmed down, and the guy says. Hey, by the way, uh, before we talk about anything, we have a special on blood packs today. Do you want some? They're expired. Abby is like, these are turning green. Don't try to, you can't shit a shitter, she says. Don't try to sell me uh, dog shit and tell me that it's pissed. I need to know if anybody has bought stuff for a birthday recently in here. Uh, and the guy says, jo- not Jonah Hill. He goes, that's privileged information. I can't really be releasing you know, our files, right? Like, you know, um, because unless you have a warrant. And Cal's like, how's this for a warrant? And shows him his police badge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not Jonah Hill. He's playing. We, we kind of wrote this as like a pretentious sort of a smart Alec kind of a kid. That was the character's name was smart Alec. Um, and he goes, that's not a, he goes, mm, that's not a badge. That's a, he goes, that's not a warrant. That's a badge. Uh, you think I don't know the difference between a warrant and a badge when I see one just because uh, I don't have my, just because I've got my Coke bottle thick glasses on, I can still see. And Abby goes, okay, okay. Well, how about I tell you this? We need to know who bought stuff for a birthday party recently because we need to know who's, the birthdays killers is going to kill next. Yeah. He only kills people that die on October 31st. He only kills people that die on October 31st. (laughs) Not Jonah Hill is like, your tongue is getting twisted lady. And you don't need to tell me about the Mr. October, the Halloween man. I know all about him already. Uh, I'm in his fan club. I'm in his fan club and we always, I'm in his fan club. Is what he says. And I'm the treasurer. Um, Cal grabs not Jonah Hill by his collar again, um, which is a little something that in the business we call a repito beto because we're kind of getting <laughs> the same action. Um, but he picks him up harder this time and uses his gun as well to put into his the face. kid's face, mouth. And um, he goes, kid, Somebody could die unless you give us this information. Uh, you need to tell us who has birthday comings up. And not Jonah Hill is like, literally, th- he's okay, okay, mister, I'll tell you. You know, we have literally thousands of people coming here trying to buy supplies for their birthdays to celebrate some. People also come in here buying supplies to try to trick the Halloween man. They come in to buy birthday supplies when it's not their birthday so that he'll think it is their birthday to throw them off the scent. Everybody in this city is scared right now. This city is like a, it's like a, a melting pot and it's about to boil over because people are terrified. They're they're shivering in their snow boots. Uh, I mean, 
Um, they're sandals. I mean, they're shivering in their sandals. <laughs> uh, Miami, 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 stupid. And he's kind of hitting his forehead. Um, and with then the mirror. he's he's like, stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> Ma- this is why mom said you'll never make it. And then yeah. he goes, wait, what's that mask? We sell that mask. <gasps> yep. Abby shows him the Abby tries to show him the mask. Cal goes, Oh, that thing. Um, that's no, nothing. That's, you, never... you probably sell even more of those than you sell birthday stuff. It's a George W. Bush mask after all. Now Jonah Hill is like, no, 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 no. This is Canada. I mean, Miami, stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> we only ever sold like three of these and two of them people returned because it gave him a rash. Hey, it looks kind of like, and Cal goes like, why don't you go get the records for us? And he goes and back. Got his, not Jonah Hill. He goes into the uh, the back room. The rec room, yeah. yep. And he goes into the rec room, <laughs> which is what... Um, a little foreshadowing. It's foreshadowing? Yeah, because about what's to happen. So Cal tells Five shadowing, <laughs> I'd say. We had to shoot this scene at night. Um, five. It was at least five or six shadowing. Sure. Um, pretty much we shot just... We had to shoot a dark doorway and then put print rec room over it to kind of let you know what was happening. Yeah. Um, you were going to say, though, Piper. Well, at this point in time, Cal, like right after the kid leaves, Cal's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom, uh, which is through, and by the way, it's like through the door right by the rec room, but it's not in the rec room. And I was like, okay, I'll just wait here, I guess. And we wait for a couple of seconds, and then we hear a bunch of gunshots. And then we hear Cal screaming, code blue, code blue, officer down, officer down. Uh, and Abby runs back there and she, she has finds trouble out, finding her way. And she finds rec room, record room, back room, bathroom. All these doors are labeled. She's trying to figure out, you know, where's it coming from? And right? she finds out why rec room was foreshadowed because the, the scene back there is messy. It's a wreck. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god, this guy must be the Halloween killer. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's a Halloween killer. <gasps> I think you're I think you're right. I think we got him. Wait, did he try to shoot you? He did shoot me. He, <gasps> did he hit me? Oh my god. I think he hit me. I think I'm hit. I think look at this. <gasps> oh, this oh, the fucker took my toe off. Oh my god, took why my is fucking your blood toe all off. green? Oh my God. Oh my God. Never mind. Oh my God. We have to take you to the hospital. We hear the flash of sirens, the swirl of lights, and we cut to a commercial. It's um, Piper. She's in a sleep mask. She's taking a nap in her bed. Um, she's got, um, there's pills everywhere out on the side table. She's, um, barely we zoom in she's barely breathing um it's um nyquil sometimes all you need is a good night's sleep uh it's spelled k-n-i-g-h-t apostrophe s she's wearing armor um and we thought that that was fun you know it was sort of something where it was like piper had one idea i had another idea we said let's put them together let's Um, just mash them up Let's just two, ide- up. two ideas are better than one. 
Piper was like, I could be drunk off my fucking ass on pills, <laughs> sleeping it off in the bed, and we could do it all real, all practical effects. I was like, we could do a thing with night and night. And Piper was like, if I could do the pills thing, then I'll wear whatever you want. Literally, I'll put on anything you want, birthday boy. And then we cut back to the show. Um, and we cut, <laughs> cut back, back to, to a press conference. The mayor is standing in front of a big banner that says mission accomplished. And he says, we caught the Halloween killer. We caught the birthday boy. Mr. October will terrorize these streets no more. We are all safer uh, because of the work of our heroes here today. The Halloween killer will no longer be uh, making people unsafe on October 31st. We, there's an aide to the mayor who, um, and the mayor was played by, um, who is that guy? Who Jeff was Goldblum. On, um, yeah, mayor was played by Jeff, uh, Jeff Goldblum. And uh, he goes, um, Miami uh, finds a way. And so Jeff Goldblum's, uh, his lackey or aide comes up and whispers to him. So we, we frame the shot just like that, um, classic shot of George W. Bush's, um, like friend or whatever (laughs) coming up when he was reading and whispering to him the news about like nine 11 or whatever it was. And so he's whispering in his ear and, um, the mayor's eyes go like sort of big, you know, like, like hawa 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 is what he's saying with his eyes and but then, then we he keeps ca- repeating the thing that his guy is saying so he goes there's been an incident at a restaurant and people are dead and everybody gasps people often it's so funny you know piper and i would both always be doing our jeff goldblums through the first like seven episodes of filming <laughs> Crime Stoppers Miami and everybody was always saying um it's it's so you're they're so good they're both so good we can't even choose which one is better and you guys have to Yeah, we would Jeff. have a Jeff off every once in a while. We'd have a Jeff off and they said it's time for the ultimate Jeff off. We're going to bring um Jeff on to the show <laughs> and just so you guys can kind of show him like what? he's not going to know w- which way is up, which way is down, what he's even he's looking gonna at. He's going to think he's looking in a freaking mirror. Yeah, you drive him insane. You could drive him so insane that he's going to do a Jeff off, you know? And we did, and but not in the way that you think. No. We were just um, really mean to him. We were really mean to him. He had to go in a Toronto psych or whatever for a while, which is why there was that period of a month or whatever you didn't see him in a movie. So... We cut to this um, restaurant at uh, Buca di Beppo. You can get a free burger at Buca di Beppo with your birthday. Okay, uh, you know it's this classic thing. You get, you know, it's called the Buca di Beppo birthday burger, um, and it's. Hang Good. on one sec. Hey, I, I had a little uh, Jeff off of my own when I saw that video that uh, Piper made that you guys were talking about. <laughs> thanks we cut to thanks uh, to one of my loyal 17 we cut to a scene it's um this has got to be one of the most horrifying scenes that we've featured on the show up to this point 
Yeah, um, it was Halloween after all. It's a slaughter, you know. Um, it's a it's a it's a proper slaughter. Um, it's in a buca di bapo. There's buca di bodies everywhere. Um, it's been basically a massacre. You would now, think Abby, it's a bunch of marinara sauce, but it's actually a bunch of blood. And Abby is stepping through it, and she and we know it's blood because she tastes it. She yeah, puts she her, goes, "Oh, marinara, I love that." And she dips a little finger in it, and then she tastes it. And goes, "Ah, tastes like metal." Ugh. That was how we <laughs> sold the show too. You know, we said, um, we said this show is going to zig, and then it's going to zag. You know, it's like this. Imagine you're looking at marinara. What would you say? And the execs, they were all like, um, why would I be looking at marinara and stuff? And we were like, you'd say marinara. I love that. And <laughs> and we were like, and then what would you do? And they were like, send it back. I eat fish. I eat steak. I eat caviar. I eat foie. I eat... Lobster uh, tail. Creme brulee. And we said, wrong answer. You put your finger in it. You taste it. Um, They bought the show right. We said, but then you find out. They bought the show right then and there. We said, but don't you want to know what's next? We said, you find out it tastes like. Blood. Blood. And metal. And they they said, that's something we know what it tastes like. Yeah. Um, Because these guys (laughs) are Oh, a Hollywood exact knowing what blood tastes like. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, they love that stuff. Abby is walking. I sold some to them. Of your plasma? Yeah. Abby is walking through the blood and. More like wading um, through, honestly. Yeah, she's wading through it. She's swimming. She's down on her belly. She's swimming with her arms. She's got little flippers on. Did you know I won high school butterfly tournament? And, and that's that's and 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 Piper has buried the lead here, which is that Cal is already there, and he's holding a big knife, um, covered in blood, and Abby is like, "Why do you have that big knife?" Um, and, and why are you like, out of the hospital? And why are you out of the hospital? <laughs> Cal's like, "Wow." Also, did uh, you like my swimming? Yes, <laughs> Cal is like, uh, "Who am I? Who are you, Matthew Lesko?" So many questions. Um, and Abby's and, like, who is that? And so then we cut to a commercial from where it's Piper and she's wearing the question mark suit, the <laughs> classic Matthew Lesko question mark suit. And she's telling you how you can get money from the government for free, which I was really excited to see this commercial because I actually used a lot of those tips and tricks to figure out a way to like pretty much finish this episode. Cause we had, we had blown almost the whole episode's um, budget on the um, the blood blood yeah on the blood because we used to be able to get free blood from the American, American Cross. Red Cross yeah but you have to have a sick guy for that and, and our, sick our guy, guy died. got he got too sick and we were able to juice it for like a couple episodes you know like oh like you know, like, look how, you know, look how sick he is. I got to move his mouth with my hands to make him talk. It, not my favorite moment of shooting the series, to be honest, but. Nah, walking around with the guy with my hand up his ass like a puppet. 
working his mouth to tell the lady down on the Red Cross how sick he is. So Cal's hey, there. He's hey, holding a big knife. He's here. covered he's in blood. He, he's feeling. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. He's he's covered in blood, and the knife is covered in blood. And yeah. Abby's like, "Okay, let's back up. Let's back up. Let's back up." What are you doing here? How'd you get out of the hospital? And Cal says, uh, I um, stole it from the cafeteria. And I said, I'd take a hostage if they didn't let me out of here against doctor's orders. Um, so I just did a little light threatening and I just needed to get out of here because the food there sucks. And I wanted, I wanted buco de papo so bad. It was all I could think about. So I grabbed a knife. I threatened everybody and I got the hell out of there. And yeah, Abby, I thought your swimming was really freaking nice. Okay. Cal says, in summation, thank God I got here. One of their cops, um, a bunch of the other cops is like, all together in unison. They're like, well, uh, what do you mean, thank God you got here? Why you didn't do anything You didn't here? stop the crime from happening. Look around you. There's just 16, 17, many people are dead here. You know, we don't, there's too many to count. Some of them is still alive. Um, they all kind of had like an argument about whether it'd be reasonable to for Cal to have been able to do anything. Cal says he was feared for his life. He goes, I feared for my life. There was, um, people were getting killed um, left and right. Everybody who was trying to do something was failing. Um, and besides, when was the last time one of you guys stopped a crime? And they all kind of shrug. Abby is like, listen, stop wasting time having you know, debates and discussions about the efficacy of policing because the birthday killer is probably still in the area. Cal's Ca- like, yeah, no, Cal's like, no, I don't think so. This was, he's like, look around you. This was definitely some sort of random thing. Like, and Abby freaking know it all goes, okay, let's just ask all the people who are alive. What happened then? And she goes point, up to each of them. The survivors have pretty much been, Quiet. Crying and moaning for help and, and quietly doing so um, <laughs> for help quietly through this whole mo- scene. Quietly, quietly moaning and asking kind and crying like for help. in a play on stage where there's like some background chatter and some people are quietly making noise, but some people are just going watermelon with their mouths to make it look like they're talking. That's what's happening here. Watermelon, watermelon, watermelon. She asks like you know okay hey you hey you guy why are you still alive and he goes it's the people who weren't born on october 31st that were spared that's what was happening the guy was he was going around this guy in a mask he was going around asking if it's really your birthday he'd say is it really your birthday and at first i was gonna lie you know i thought he was from i thought he worked at buca di beppo and he was trying to check whether it was really your birthday but then when somebody said that it was really their birthday but then he looked at their wallet and he saw that their driver he said it wasn't really your birthday he looked at their driver's license he saw that it was the point is he killed all the guys who died on halloween Queen. Abby turns to the mayor who's has tagged along in his mayor mobile. <laughs> she she turns to him and it's like basically it's a golf cart. She goes, We gotta shut the city down. He's like, We can't do that. This, this is, is Miami. Miami. The city never sleeps, especially not on Halloween. Biggest night of the year. This is Jeff Goldblum. He goes, Cal is like, no, you Otherwise, if you don't do it, I'll go to the public. I'll say that you put more officers at risk. I got to go back to the hospital. Abby goes, I'll take you. 
the mayor, Jeff Goldblum, he's standing there. What just happened to me? Abby goes with Cal to the hospital. She rolls him up in a wheelchair. She rolls him up Very in a wheelchair. Very hard to roll him up in it. It doesn't <laughs> fold easily. She has to really break it in a bunch of places to get that thing to roll up. She checks him in. She rolls him up in the wheelchair. And the attendant, nurse, I never know what kind of these people are called. It's um, somebody that works there. Could be a doctor. Receptionist kind of. It's a receptionist type of a wait. It's an orderly, orderly person, sure. very Whatever. disheveled looking though, um, who asks him, okay, what's your name? He goes, Cal, I'm Cal, last name, police officer. She goes, and your birth date? And he goes, uh, 10-31-1975. And, and Abby goes, are you freaking serious? We cut to a commercial. It's Piper. She's having night terrors. She's paralyzed in her bed. She's there's a dark figure haunting her. It's played by by me, Kent Montagna, wearing um, a big black sheet. A big black sheet. Piper sleeps on silk black sheet, nine hundred thread count Egyptian cotton, uh, shiny as obsidian, and. Kent is 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 looming, is looming over her. She's rigid. She can't move. She <gasps> peepees herself, and the commercial. It's uh, when you're having night terrors, you got to have something you can depend on. <laughs> and we cut. We move. We cut down. We don't see. even say the name of the product. We just think you guys get it. We cut back in to Abby. She's just gotten the bombshell. The cow is also born on Halloween. He shares the same exact birthday as Abby. And we have a clip of that here. You lied to me. You lied to me. You didn't tell me you went to Buca de Beppo to get your free birthday burger. I, cu- I, wasn't, I couldn't tell you. I thought you would worry about me or be mad about me or suspect me of something like lying to you. So I lied to you. Is that such a crime? Also, by the way, your last name is Hawkins. In case I've been you forgot. all doped up today. In case you forgot, I got shot this morning by the Halloween killer. Well, you could have gotten killed. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get killed. I know that, but all over a free birthday burger? Come on. If I had gotten killed, you'd be talking to a freaking ghost right now. Tell me how that makes any wait, sense. Wait, wait, shut up. Why didn't they kill you? I negotiated with them. You talked to them? What do they look like? What do they sound like? Etc. Stop, stop, stop asking me so many questions. I'm getting really tired. Cal. I the doctor the doctors told me I uh the doctors told me if I didn't lay down I could die. I got to go back to the hospital Wait, lay when down. did they tell you that? That's what they told me right before I left. They said I if you don't lay down them. you could oh. die. I got to go back. Stop asking me so many questions. They said I can't answer any questions. <sighs> Okay. They said I can't be answering any questions about anything. Okay. Today. S- sleep for the rest tight. Of don't the let day. the bed bugs bite. Or about any of this for the rest of my life. Okay. Don't let the bed bugs bite. Okay. Boop. Good night. Boop. Most she viewers, they probably get to the end times. of this 
into this scene and they would think, well, that's probably the end of the show. <laughs> Cal's sleeping. He's the end of the series. Now. End of the yeah. A lot of viewers thought this was the end of the series. We cut to Abby though. She's on her way out of the hospital. She's walking out. Boom, boom, boom. The lights start shutting off. Oh my God, Abby. She's looking around. Hey, uh, I'm still in I'm here. I'm still here. Um, hi, I'm still here. She gets to the front door. She pushes it. Jiggle, jiggle. It's locked. It's locked. She's stuck in the hospital and all the lights are off. So she, okay. She She goes, that's weird. Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. She picks up the pace and walks to the front desk. Over the loudspeaker, a little song starts playing. It goes, happy birthday to you. She goes, how do they know it's happy my birthday? birthday <gasps> Maybe they're bringing a cake and that's why they turned all the lights off. Happy birthday, dear Abby. Someone pops out with a knife. Oh, Abby, she she knocks it down with her um, judo chop. She goes, judo chop. She runs. <laughs> she runs. She runs. Tries to, to get the, on the um, elevator. She tries to get on the elevator uh, and she succeeds. And she um, keeps re- pressing the closed door open, clo- closed door button, but she's actually pressing the open door button. She's like, Because they don't make the symbols. They- she goes, but why don't they make the symbols look more different? Um, <laughs> and the killer almost The killer we see getting closer and closer and closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And gets into the elevator with her and holds out the knife and kind of lunges forward with it and she ducks out of the way at just the right moment so the knife gets stuck in the, in the doors doors so the, the knife gets stuck in the doors and the elevator gets stopped in between floors when the knife hits the uh hits the bottom of the ceiling as the elevator is going up the handle is sticking out of the elevator so Abby, she's she can hear footsteps up above the elevator outside in the hall. She has to think fast. She steps up on the knife, uses it like a uh, like a step, and climbs out of the ceiling panel of the elevator. Uh, she climbs through the shaft and out through some ventilation work, and she um, she finds a window. She goes, she finds a window from the ventilation work. Um, <laughs> Out to the out to the um, out to the floor. Now this was filmed at the Drake Tower, so it's way up high. So so it's tall. really really high. She's looking down. She looks behind her. She goes, "Killer behind me, miles below me." I guess this is it, Abby. She spreads her arms like a um, a bird. A bird. Hawk, <laughs> and she maybe. goes, let's hope she goes, let's hope you can fly, baby. Um, and she jumps. She <laughs> lands on scaffolding about six feet below her yeah there's all this scaffolding all the way down to the um <laughs> ground level from the drake tower and the killer she climbs down it pretty much walks down it <laughs> yeah and the killer is actually right behind her jumps out the window but falls and kind of bonks thump, thump, bonks thump, thump, all the way down bonk 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 thunk thunk yep. thunk bonk so abby is um he and so the killer he falls at the very bottom he falls into a dumpster right abby um, covered in she goes shit. covered in shit and scum blood and, she, and needles it's the, the hazardous waste dumpster from the hospital and abby goes over to it she looks in it killer's not in there no <gasps> okay she looks around she's like i better get out of here i better she takes a minute to kind of rifle through the stuff in the dumpster to see if she could find any pills um, she and I finds, didn't, for the record, I didn't find any. No, no pills. She goes, oh, no pills. She goes, what's this? This some 
she finds some old um, syringes just full of different stuff. Oh, that'll do. That'll do, pig. <laughs> that'll do. That'll do, pig, she says. And then she runs Which towards the Which is a funny beach. play on words we did because, of course, she's talking to herself. She's a cop. <laughs> she runs out to the um, ocean. This hospital's on the ocean front, Miami ocean front. Um, ocean front hospital is what it's called. The waves are coming in. The waves are going out. She's out on the beach. She backs up to the ocean. She looks around her. We finally think, oh, right out in the... It's very interesting because she's right out in the open the way that we shot this. But she seems safe because you can see in all directions. You know no one's coming for you. Yeah, I can't see a single thing. Or so I think. Two hands shoot out of the water. They grab Abby around her ankles. She grabs one of the um, needles. She grabs one of the needles and she jabs it down. She's about to connect. And And we go, stop, stop, stop. Hey, (laughs) it's only me. Did I spook you? Abby's like, Cal. He goes, I couldn't take it in that hospital for one minute more. And do you hear that? Ding, 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 ding. It's the Miami clock tower, and it's chiming midnight. You're safe now, Abby. Nobody's going to come get you. It's the end of my birthday. Not this year. And then we cut to um, Cabby and Al in a Tim Hortons sharing a the hospital the hospital Jello. Jello they stole from the hospital um, with birthday candles in it. Tim Horton's guy comes up. He's like, if you guys want to stay here, you got to order something. They show their guns at him. <laughs> he <laughs> flees away like We're a little We're cops and cat. it's our birthday. And, and that's Abby the end of goes, the episode. You know, by the way, we cut to a post-credit <laughs> sequence. Um, She goes, by the way, you never told me uh, what did happen to your face that's a that's so nasty rash it's a really nasty rash freaking nasty bro cal goes oh yeah i almost forgot it looked like that well if it's uh it's it's bothering you to look at it so much uh, i can cover it up and cal takes a george w bush mask that the killer had been wearing and he puts it on his face he goes is that better maybe he's like no wow it's kind of scary yeah. But we cut I that thought, out of the episode. That's just something I kind of added when we shot thought, it, but we didn't leave it in the episode. I was honestly but I'm just spooked, saying it was kind of scary. It was kind of scary, and I was spooked rewatching it. And there were a lot of theories flying around after this episode first aired. You know, a lot of people said, who was the Halloween killer? You know, who is the Halloween killer? Who's someone who is born on uh, like they didn't really give us any clues about like who would be born on October 31st who is at the scene of all these crimes be motivated to be killing everyone who has birthdays like him and we just kind of felt like yeah it's a mystery some mysteries don't have to be solved you know some mysteries are scariest if they're actually unsolved and we actually ended up putting that in the dvds and the blu-rays and laser discs and stuff at the end is like a post post credits just like frame where it's like as a reminder to our to our Sherlock Holmes friends our friends who fancy themselves Sherlock Holmeses um some mysteries are not meant to be solved who did the killings why did they happen 
What did they want? Where did they go? Where are they now? Or will more die? We're more already dead. We got that guy from Unsolved Mysteries to like to say a bunch of intro questions. the episode on the DVD. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we have a, um, you know, we've, we've actually talked about this one a little bit longer than usual because there was so much meat on the bone because we pretty much did, for my money with this episode, Trick or Dead, um, it was a, if this had come out in theaters, this would have been the box office blockbuster of Halloween 2003. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so just really quick, let's get into our segment here. My super sweet 16. Piper, if you could go back in time and have a super sweet 16, uh, what would it be and how much would it cost? Um, I would have a super sweet 16 that would be kind of two themes. So the first one would be Crime Stoppers themed because I think yep. that'd be really fun. And in a way, yep. it also ties into the other theme, which is... Um, your life doesn't get much better than this. Um, so kind of a reminder that like your youth is fleeting and that's, you know, uh, you're not going to look a whole lot better. You're going to look really good in your early twenties after a few years after you're 16, you're going to look really good. And then after that, it's all over. So start preparing for that. Now that would be the theme of my super sweet 16. And how much would it cost? Four hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, for me, my super sweet sixteen. I assume you're going to ask, would be, um, I would want Ted Montana play a game of catch with me, and it would be free. You've been listening to Crime Watchers. Crime Watchers is the unauthorized, uncensored recap podcast for Crime Stoppers Miami, the biggest television show of the 2000s. You can subscribe to Crime Watchers wherever podcasts are sold. Please do so. Please rate and review us as long as you're giving a five-star rating and a smashing review. Um, please tell your friends about the show. You can tell them whatever you want as long as it's, hey, go subscribe to it and download it and listen to it and tell another friend about it. And if you don't tell five friends about it you will die uh i'm kent montagna and i'm piper beckett have a nice day